It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you and by my side, the always entertaining and fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. Hopefully everyone had a thankful Thanksgiving. You remember gratitude is the key to sanity, I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. And if there was any holiday fighting going on between uh, Trump supporters and libtards, <laughs> we are behind you solidly. Believe me, it, it's, uh, it's something I go through on a routine pretty much yearly. Brian is yeah. actually, he's on a hunting trip, and I kind of screwed up our schedule anyway, so um, Brian will be, be back next week, and he was very nice about that anyway. Hopefully he'll bring us back some venison, Vic. Yeah, I, you, I have to put it in a pan with a little butter, though. Beautiful. And then fry it in a pan with butter. It tastes better. Butter makes better every- with butter. Butter makes <laughs> everything better. Yeah. All, all right, so I wanted to jump right into the racist Christmas parade killer. His name, I'm going to say his name. I know, I know most people don't like doing this on the radio, but Daryl Brooks was arrested and charged with several counts of murder. Now, the death toll, I just want everybody to know, is climbing every day. Yesterday, it was a little boy that was clinging to life that passed away uh, at the hands of this dirt bag. And now we see him shackled up in prison. And they actually set bail to this guy for $500 million. Or actually, is yeah. that... Uh, $2 million. Five million, I'm two, sorry. Two, two million. Mi- two million, which shouldn't, yeah. which shouldn't be done anyway. Yeah. And, you know, the way that it was handled by the media for me, CV, is the biggest bugaboo here, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. They were immediately trying to make this an accident. They didn't want to l- let you know who this man was instead of actually coming out and saying what he was initially should be what we do at all times. And certainly it would happen if it was somebody in a MAGA hat that was running from a mob and hit somebody. So the uh, kid gloves are always put on. Looking through this dirtbag's history, we find out that he was was a routine abuser of women and children. He was a, he, he, uh, he's a rapist. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. I know all, I know the, uh, the left likes to associate with rapists and pedophiles, so I guess that's right there for them. And, he, you know, he tried to murder his girlfriend, actually, the day of when this all happened. And another case of the guy just being set off on bail to the tune of $1,000 when he should have been left in there. And again, the left tries to paint it as something else. They, uh, they, they continue to attack Rittenhouse while putting this guy in some other designated lane as to maybe show that 
This wasn't really what he wanted to do, folks. He was running from the police. He wasn't trying to kill anybody. Well, looking through it, first of all, and CV called this, and um, I'm going to give you credit on that one. He's a Muslim. He's a black supremacist. He's a an, an advocator for Black Lives Matter. Okay, and that that needs to be discussed too. But CV, for me, it's the way the media handled this more than anything that's so shocking. I'm sure I'm not alone in this. In fact, I know I'm not alone in the opinion that anything that comes out of the news media is suspect, and you can't trust anything they have to say. After this happened, when I heard that this happened, I was thinking right away, all right, he's Islamic, number one, because that's what Islamics do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, right. extreme, extreme Islamics, I should make that point clear, because there are obviously are peaceful Muslims yes. in the world. Pro- probably most Muslims are peaceful, but there's such a large chunk of non-peaceful ones that you have to be careful. But anyway... Uh, it, that was a terrorist tactic that Islamic terrorists do. Right. They drive their cars into pe- crowds of people. And the fact that they did not report on his name or show his picture for like, um, they tried as long as they possibly could until, uh, very resourceful people started digging through it and fa- found it. But they would have held it for like another day if they could. But when they came out with the name Daryl Brooks, I was like, that sounds very made up. That that name itself sounds made up. Daryl Brooks sounds very apple pie American to me. And uh, I don't even, I I know it sounds crazy, but I don't even believe that's his real name. And then the first picture that they, they showed of him, he definitely looked Middle Eastern, like his skin tone and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and then... I see a picture of him in court and it looks like a different person. First of all, he's like his skin tone is like seven shades darker. Well, they've done and this his, before. And his, and, his, and his dreadlocks are like several inches longer. I've looked into um, this guy. I believe it is his name. This is what they do all the time. They take a picture, they put it in the media, and they lighten their skin. They do this all oh. the time. They do this all the time. Because that's how the left tries to pre- present uh, this narrative that it's not a black man. Look at him. If that anything, he's Caucasian. So mm-hmm. so this Daryl Brooks guy showing up and regardless of all that, what's really frustrating is, you know, another radicalized black man, Muslim, who goes out and in all intents and and purposes targeted this Christmas parade and wanted to kill white people, children, women, Mm -hmm. grandmothers, by the way. There's a group called the Singing Grannies that were there, and one of them died. And, uh, you know, the, the sad part about this whole thing is it's promoted on the media. You know, this story is going to go away just like any other story goes away when it comes to yeah. some radicalized leftist, like the man that worked for the Bernie Sanders campaign and uh, shot Steve Scalise and tried to murder as many Republicans as he could that were on the baseball field. You know, when we talk yeah. about radicalized uh, political operatives, I only can find individuals like that on the left 
I'm yeah. sorry. It's true. And it, it sounds like it sounds like we're bringing race into it, but that's how they set you up. They they bring race into it by the way they twist the story into a pretzel always to try to make it look like something it's not. It's sort of like Charlottesville where the the guy is escaping from a crowd of people calling him a Nazi and hitting his car with baseball bats. He puts his car in reverse and he backs out and it accidentally hurts, uh, kills a white girl, whatever. And, uh, yeah, because they were beating. And then they turn, they they turn on that, his car, and they turn that into a white supremacist drives up on a sidewalk and runs over a bunch of black people holding signs. No, that's not how it happened. I happened to catch the video that they tried to expunge off the internet, and to this day you can't find that video anymore. I know. I happened. I I I downloaded it into my into my uh, drive here so that I have it. But it was even that was only a minute long. But what you could see in that one minute was that his car was surrounded by a, a mob of people hitting his car with, with baseball bats. He couldn't go forward because they, they stopped a car in the middle of the street. And the only way he could go was backwards to get out of there. It was a, um, a, a flight or fight scenario. And anybody would have done the same thing to save his own life. But they turned that into a white supremacist drives up on a sidewalk and runs over a bunch of black people. First of all, no, no black person was even hurt. The whole thing was a big... And he has to spend the rest of his life in jail. I know. That's what, the way. I know. That was the worst example out of any of these. I mean, because that, that one, when it happened, it just didn't seem like anybody was really standing up for the guy. Except I think me and you actually at the time did a podcast where we, we were actually defending him. And I remember one of, I think it was actually, you know who it was? It was actually Andrea Kay that sent me a message and said, you guys shouldn't say it's not, that. that's not what happened. And I said, Andrea, I, we have the video, so I'm just trying to show what's going on here. There's no reason that uh, I can't share it with you. Of course, she didn't answer me back after that. But, um, and, and, and it's not that Andrea's a, listen, Andrea's a good conservative, but, you know, sometimes people are afraid of the truth. But we are running up against it right now. We're going to come back. Biden's mandating vaccine for cross-border truckers exempts the illegals. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Good old Saturday here. CV, before we get started, I wanted to ask you. I didn't ask you in topic one. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was pleasant. It was just uh, me, my wife, and one son. And then we had guests come over for dessert. We had a lot of people come up for dessert. And we were drinking wine. We got a little bit silly. You guys all got No away. arguments. Yeah, no political arguments. Oh, man. I know that was hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. Yeah, we had a small one, too. You know, I went to my aunt's 
and uh, I almost started to get into a political argument because she's my aunt that does not like Trump. And yeah. when I walked in the house, she had this hat on the wall hanging that said, don't blame me for Trump. And I told her, I said, I said can I blame you for the failing economy that we have right now? And she gave, <laughs> she gave me the death stare. But <laughs> she, you know what, though, man? I will say this about my Aunt Marianne. She walked away, and she she doesn't ever go at anyone with the politics. She's very, she's very to herself about that. So um, mm. I can't really say too much uh, as far as that goes. But um, I did want to mention Drew Allen from the Drew Allen Show, young conservative kid, I believe 32, 34 years old. He's got a great show, pro-Trump, real great guy. He's coming on with us next. I want to promote him a little bit. And uh, Mark Sutherland during the middle of the show. Larry Clayman was advertised. Here's what happened. Last night, his reps called me and they said, we got to do this next week. Can we do it? And we'll pre-record it. I said, yes, that's fine. So Larry, unfortunately, is not with us on, on uh, today's program, but he will be back next week um, as one of the great national guests. And I mean, you know, this guy was uh, the man that created Judicial Watch. So it's always fun to have Larry on and talk about the country falling apart i guess so to speak all right um cv january 2022 biden's administration will begin implementing a chinese coronavirus vaccine mandate on all cross-border travelers primarily truck drivers united states land ports of entry while exempting illegal border crossers uh as bright Bart News reported Biden administration is planning to require the vaccine for all essential cross-border travelers. And they are quickly poo-pooing the idea of giving anyone coming into the country illegally the vaccine, but said there will be extensive tests given. Now, here's, <laughs> you know, first of all, for them to make that statement is, is absolutely ridiculous. They're making that statement under the presumption that the border surge isn't as bad as we're saying it is. But if anything, yeah. it's worse, okay? We do have sick people coming into the country, not just coronavirus, by the way. We have some very sick people in the mind crossing the country. Uh, which is, uh, we're, we're now seeing that sex trafficking is back up. It's a booming business again. We've got uh, terrorists coming in through the southern border. We've got sick people. We've got people coming in that just want to leech off the system. And yes, there are some people that come in that are good. But, the you know, <laughs> the thing is, though, it far outweighs the good coming into the country when you have a bunch of evil crossing through that's killing our children. When we're talking about opiates that are flooding in right now. They just found this big seizure on the southern border, CV. It was some ridiculous amount of heroin. And the police, the border police said the scariest part about the whole thing is it was consisting more... Of what's that drug that they put in? The fentanyl. It had more fentanyl yeah. than the actual heroin. And, and that's what these people want to bring into the country. Whether or not it's to kill us or not, or just to sell it to us or not, really doesn't matter. The, the thing is, we have a problem here. And Joe Biden doesn't even know how to put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound, CV. Yeah, and you know who are manu manufacturing the fentanyl? The CCP. 
Yes. It's like another, it's a, it's another, it's mm-hmm. not a bioweapon, it's a chemical weapon. You're right. And it's taken out uh, thousands and thousands of people who are getting addicted to painkillers and uh, they, they get addicted to the painkillers and they won't, the doctors don't prescribe them anymore. So they have to go on the street and get fentanyl and they don't know how to take the right dosage in the right way just to get, you know, to get off and they wind up killing themselves. So many, like thousands and thousands. Right. And, uh, this is, uh, and testing. Uh, first of all, they're not testing, uh, all these illegal aliens that are coming in. There's far too many. Of course not. They don't have the, they don't have the, 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 the facilities to do it. And, and even if they did test them and some were found to have the virus, what are they going to do? Tur- turn them back, send them back. No. So what's the point? And then and then Jin or Saki, Jen Saki yep. says <laughs> says um well, you know, when she's questioned about this, she goes, "Well, they're not intending to stay here for any lengthy period of time." What are you what the hell are you talking about? Oh what are you Are you totally insane? You think we're that stupid? What are you what are they coming here for? Just a, a, free, a two-week vacation? Shut up. Boy, I miss Sarah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. I, I miss Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> Jen Psaki is the absolute worst uh, press secretary for any administration. She is terrible. Uh, and, the, and the fact of the matter is what TV said is absolutely true. And second of all, does the administration think we're dumb enough to think that the, that there aren't illegals getting in Without being caught, that's the and that happens every day. We know that happens. So, and the reason that that surge is coming into the United States right now is because of the lax border laws and the uh, lax protection on our southern border. If anything, mm-hmm. I could point to when you'd say, "Show me something Donald Trump did well during his administration," I would point immediately to illegal immigration. That would. That would be one of them for sure. That would be one A. Definitely. You know, definitely. definitely. And, and we had a good control over it. You know, you're never going to stop everybody, but we were on our way. The wall was being built. We were getting a good uh, control on the sex trafficking industry. And I know that because Gordon Vidal gave those numbers on a weekly basis on his show before uh, they left the airwaves. And he would consistently point out the sex trafficking industry being hurt by the Trump administration. Uh, if you yep. can't see that the Democrats were upset over that fact, then you're not paying attention. Of course, because it's a big boom business for them, CV. Yeah, the sex trafficking, the yep. drugs coming over. It's like this administration is working for the cartels and not working for the American people. And it might surprise some people listening thinking that oh these freedom on deck coast they're so right wing they just don't want uh, illegal immigration because they don't like the color of their skin or something like that no i am totally for immigration you know this country is so gigantic you can't even imagine how gigantic it is there is such wide open plains we could build suburbs we could bring in millions of people into this country over a period of time but it has to be by law and by order yeah. it has to be by merit and you can't you can't discriminate against people just because they're from Europe it should be equal amounts from anywhere around the world 
provided they are law-abiding and they are loyal to this country and they're not bringing in anything nefarious as far as their ideology, that they're not going to be terrorists and so on and so forth. But I'm all for bringing... The more people you bring in, the more uh, the the more financial opportunities there could be for everybody. I, I think. No, I agree with you 110. percent The problem with the Democrats is they don't want to base this on merit. They want to base it on the color of your skin, and that's uh, that's exactly what they do. Anyway, listen, uh, Drew Allen from the Drew Allen Show is next. He's on the line with us right now. Really young, great conservative mind out there, folks. Real pro-Trump. He's a good guy. We're going to promote him a little here. Don't go anywhere. I want you to hear this guy on Freedom on Deck 94.9. News now and stimulate. Stimulating talk, WJJF on your Fox News banner. And everybody, thank you so much. Go to freedomondeck.com and check out everything we have to offer for you over there. It's a one-stop shop for all things FOD. Right now on the line is the host of the Drew Allen Show, author, columnist, and political analyst, Mr. Drew Allen. Drew, it's great to have a young voice like yours in the conservative movement on the show today. We thank you for coming on. How are you? Oh, I'm doing as well as one can do in these insane times, probably like a lot of people listening and yourself, right? Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, as a young man, I want to talk about another young man. I'm sure you have gone through this on your show, the saga of Kyle Rittenhouse and watching the proceedings and the deranged left and the way they've treated this young man. Were you surprised at the outcome and the way that Kyle kind of handled this whole thing? I don't know if I could have done it myself. Um, I think he I think he behaved very well under the pressure and especially with this outcome here. I mean, what was your reflection on this whole thing right now, Drew? Well, you know, honestly, he is an impressive young man, Um, you know, to put himself on the stand like he did, took some bravery and courage. That's not something typically advised. And I was surprised. Uh, by the outcome that the jurors did come to a consensus and acquitted him, uh, found him not guilty on all five charges, because on that third day of deliberations, the jury didn't ask for any new evidence. They didn't ask to, to see anything. They didn't ask any questions, but they couldn't come to a decision. And I was actually fearful we had a hung jury situation, especially given everything we know every time with these political activists on the left that are intimidating people trying to, uh, you know, to get in the heads and minds of these these jurors who are trying to do their job. And, um, and, and you know, it's mob justice. But but anyway, at the end of the day, we got what was the right verdict. And, and the thing I'll say is this. Trump got it right in the immediate aftermath, right? Mm. He was questioned by, by reporters, I remember. And they were saying, this guy was a Trump supporter. You're going to denounce him and so on and so forth. And Trump handled that very well. He said, look, I saw the same tape you saw. And it's the same tape that all of us in America saw. And he was running. He was fleeing. 
right then. It, 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 we already saw that it seemed like he was being pursued and it was a clear self-defense case. But despite that, the media spent a year telling their lie, trying to to spin a different narrative. And that's what's amazing about Democrats and the left. They will they will push aside their own penchant for rational thought instead of of, of looking at what they can see with their own eyes. They'll just listen to what CNN and MSNBC tells them to think. That's what's amazing. And we have Drew Allen on the line with us right now. The Drew Allen Show. Go check it out. Drew, the other part of it is the intimidation factor. You know, these these jurors probably were saying to themselves, man, are they going to come attack me? There's actually a report that somebody from MSNBC was following some of the jurors home. I mean, this is this is actually happening here in America. And I don't know when I ever thought we'd get to this point where they're following jurors home that that maybe are, you know, it, intimidated in that way. And I think that's the, what, what you were talking about uh, a little while ago. You don't know where these people are going to go when because they feel like their their life is uh, is being threatened. Well, exactly, exactly. And that is true. Um, their lives you know, are always at risk in these situations because you have insane, radical lunatics on the left uh, who are unhinged, who listen to CNN, MSNBC religiously. And just like, not to go off on a tangent, but it's related, just like the guy, the Bernie Sanders supporter, uh, who, who shot Steve Scalise. Yeah. I mean, the left foments hatred. And my point is in all of this, if you want to look at the root cause of much of our problems, it's a pandemic of moral depravity, of amorality, and it comes from the left. They incite hatred. They promote hatred. They get their people fired up. And the thing about the left is, think about this, whether it's Russia collusion or anything else. I mean, how many times can Democrat viewers uh, of these fake – these propagandists and fake journalists, they lie to them. They set them up uh, for failure. And a surprise every time because they promise these things, right? Russia collusion. We got the goods, baby. We promise it. He's going to jail. And then, you know, Russia collusion was fabricated. It was made up by the Democrats. And so they get hit in the face with reality. But they don't get mad at the journalists, the, the faux journalists who lied to them. They, they just still get mad at Donald Trump or the right. And in this case, Rittenhouse, the truth smacked him in the face because they'd been lied to about what actually happened by CNN and MSNBC for a year. And then they don't get the verdict they're promised that they think is supposed to happen, and they don't get mad at CNN and MSNBC. They just watch them the next day. That's what's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. You know, and the lies that they put, the, you know, they put this kid through the ringer, and what they're really doing, it's an old commie tactic. They, they, they are attacking Kyle, but they're not so much worried about Kyle. They want us to feel this fear. And that's why, you know, you have a community there that was under attack at the time. And I love how they keep saying he shot three protesters. Uh, you know, th these, he was putting fires out, first of all. One of them was a pedophile that raped five children. And the other two were also uh, not, not very good people, criminals, uh, felons. And um, they, they do this. They show you that they'll go to the absolute, you know, the most depraved individual in the world and defend them because they don't want you to defend yourself or your country. And that's why they do it, Drew. 
I, I, I'm, I, you know, I haven't heard a lot of conservatives make the point you're making. I think that's the most important point to make. You know, everyone's about this is about the Second Amendment or, you know, we focus on Kyle. And, yeah, it's important. Kyle's it the is. one who was on the stand there who was being being threatened and they wanted to put him away. But you're right. It's bigger than Kyle. It's a message to all of us, just yeah. like when the FBI targets uh, parents in these uh, in these school settings that are that are speaking out against critical race theory at school board meetings. Yeah. You know, it's about putting fear in you. If you think you want to actually get involved and stand up against it, same thing with Kyle, because look, this country is becoming increasingly violent. We've seen the left and the Democrat party support black lives matter, support Antifa and the police. I mean, look, the reason Kyle Rittenhouse showed up with a gun and showed up in that situation in the first place was because the police, the mayor, the governor of that state, they all were derelict of their duties. Had they done their jobs and and and, and there and you know, uh, you know, upheld their responsibility to protect their communities, which is their their duty, Kyle wouldn't have had to have been there with a gun. And in this in this anarchy that's being created and this lawlessness, of course, law-abiding citizens with a Second Amendment right are going to step in and fill the void. If you want to come and burn down my community. And, and the police are going to sit there and let it happen. You better believe I'm showing up downtown with my gun. Yeah, well, I wouldn't let my son there without a gun. So let, let's uh, let's put it yeah. that way. I mean, it, you know, and, and everybody can have the debate whether he should have been there or he shouldn't have been there. That's not the point. The point is the community was burning. These weren't protesters. These were agitators. These were people there that were armed, by the way. One of them had an illegal firearm. They didn't say anything about that. And he even said on the stand, yes, I pointed first. But I don't know, Drew. I'm, I'm sure you heard this individual. I pointed first, then, then the shots were fired by Kyle. The next day, he went on CNN, and he said he felt pressured to say that by the juror. I mean, it's just insane. Uh, I know, I know. This is, this is what they do. And you know what? This is, you know, people ask sometimes, you know, how is it that these lying Democrats like Adam Schiff and everyone else aren't in prison? How do they get away with these lies? It's because if they're in behind closed doors and sworn testimony, they say one thing that doesn't get out. But then when they go on TV, they can say whatever they want. They can lie uh, without any kind of penalty. And that's what this Gage Grosskreutz did. And that guy, by the way, he was a pro professional uh, uh, rioter. Yeah, I, I can't remember what number he had been to. Almost two dozen, I think, mm. uh, protests by the time Kenosha came around. And of course, remember this: the media, of course, just like they did uh, so many times in other occasions, they painted Gage as this. Uh, <clears throat> you know, he was a paramedic. He was there to render aid at all these events. And yet, Gage is the guy who shows up with a pistol that he possesses illegally yes. and points it at, at at Rittenhouse's head. God and bless that kid. And of course, the left says nothing about it. Um, listen, you know, Drew, I wanted to get into the other uh, storyline with this dirt bag that drove into all the people at the Christmas parade, but we're running out of time. So I want to be able to let you tell everybody to where they go and check your show out. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. So uh, I've got a website, DrewThomasAllen.com. That's where I. I post all the articles I write for AM Greatness or PJ Media or BizPack, wherever they end up. And then uh, my podcast is The Drew Allen Show. And that's, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, uh, you can get that. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on the program. We'll get you back on, Drew. Hey, I look forward to it. Thanks again, brother. Thank you, brother. Keep fighting the good fight. You too, my man. Everybody, that was the one and only Drew Allen. And make sure... 
that you listen to his show. He's he's a young breath of fresh air here. Uh, FOD's coming back. We've got a lot more show to go. Many more guests on the line. Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Simulating Talk. on deck 94.9 news now and stimulating talk for all you folks out there familiar with the sunday program that we did for five years we are having mark sutherland on today as well he's coming up next from across the pond and we'll get into some of the disturbing news that's happening with the vaccine over there in austria and in particular them trying to create these concentration type camps for those who aren't, and it's uh, actually pretty interesting, the police right now are pushing back against the government. So as of now, it's not being pushed through, which is a good thing. It's good to see somebody standing up for themselves. It's always yeah, it's always good to see that. So I'm, I'm happy that that's happening over there. But we'll get into it with Mark Sutherland. So um, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases... Institute director, as everybody knows, this dirtbag, and we unfortunately we have to talk about him on a consistent basis. Dr. Anthony Fauci said on Friday on CNN's New Day that the United States was gathering data on on the new COVID variant B one one five nine two before deciding to ban flights from South Africa. Anchor Brianna Kyler said, is it possible it's already in the United States? Fauci said, you know, of course, anything's possible. We don't know that. There is no indication that it is right now. Keller said, in the meantime, the UK has banned air travel from South African countries. Do you think the US should also do that? Fauci said, well, obviously, as soon as we find out more information, we'll make the decision as quickly as as we possibly can. You always put these things on the table, but you don't want to say you're going to do something until you have a scientific, specific reason to do it. That is the reason why we are rushing now to get that scientific data to try to make... You know, this guy, it it drives me up the wall already. Um, Mm -hmm. In this article, him saying scientific data. How many times has this guy been right? He's never never right. The guy's never right. And why the hell are we still force-fed what this dirtbag says on a consistent basis? And second of all, we're talking about shutting down flights. Uh, uh, You mean what Trump did to counteract all this stuff coming into our country? You mean that? Or on the southern border that should be shut down, Anthony? CV, these people are amazing. They constantly give you the uh, double-sided blade of the sword, and they never, they're never they never consistent, especially with this Dr. Anthony Fauci. The guy's a joke. Yeah, when Trump cut off travel from China in, the, uh, in like January of 2020, he was ahead of everybody. Fauci was against it. Yep. Biden was against it. Biden called it racist. Yep. And, and then uh, and Pelosi and all the Democrats were saying, oh, go into Chinatown. 
You don't have to wear a mask. And no, everything's good. And then, and then after this bioweapon hits us and people begin to die, they're like, Trump didn't act fast enough. No, he acted way before. He was way ahead of you, you idiots. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm watching this video that you sent me uh, with this with Fauci and in this interview that you're citing right now. Yep. And every single question that is asked of him, his answer is, we don't know. And uh, anything is possible. It's like no decisive answer on anything. Uh, if there is, if there really is a, a variant that's more deadly than the original Chicom virus, they should, they should have shut down yesterday. Of course. From, from Africa. And they're like, and they haven't even yet. They, she asked if they isolated this supposed new strain in the laboratory. He said, no, they have not. So they don't even know if it exists. The whole thing is fuzzy. We don't even know if there is a variant. It's like, it could just be the original virus that the vaccine is not stopping because maybe, the vaccine doesn't work. Or maybe it's the, maybe it's what they put in the vaccine. It's like you see well, yeah. all these uh, mm-hmm. folks that are dying with getting these enlarged hearts, all males right now. And the video that you uh, su- supplied for Freedom on Deck on the site, if anybody wants to go look at it, it's right, I think, in the news section, right, CV, that where all the, the athletes are dropping dead. Yeah, it's on our news page. You could see like a montage and, what and, I... news, and news headlines of all these uh, young people suddenly dropping dead, uh, totally unprecedented, never before seen in the history of mankind that so many uh, young people, particularly in sports, are just passing out all over the place. And then there was that concert. You yep. remember that yep, that yep. concert? I forget it was in Texas. Yep. And uh, people were starting to pass out all over the place. And uh, they said it was crowded, but the, the arena holds 500,000. There were only 50,000 there. And yeah, they were pushing and shoving by the stage, but... That's not unusual for this particular artist who was performing that night. He always has people pushing in front of the stage. But this, in this case, the the vaccines were mandatory to even get in. So I think that had a that had to be a factor. Yeah, that guy that was um, performing, they really they used him as the scapegoat. I feel bad for him actually. I mean, he went out and he's like paying for uh, the victims' mm. funerals. You know, which is like, you know, because he feels totally like he's not his fault. No, it wasn't his fault. I watched the video. I saw what was going on. And, you know, the thing is, though, what I was reading into um, on the vaccine with these males that are getting enlarged hearts and heart problems and, and such, it's it's actually it's actually something that's sitting in their system and then it catches up to them. So there are people that are maybe getting it right away, but there are people that are actually sitting around while they have gotten this vaccine that are that are then now having problems and and heart issues. And some of them haven't died and some of them have been interviewed and have told people don't get this. So there there is a big yeah. issue here, C V. It's not it's not make believe this stuff is happening. Right. If a person is afraid of getting the virus, if you're in that age group, that age bracket over, like o- over 60 in, in your 70s and you want to protect yourself. Nobody's saying don't get it. Right. But don't don't mandate a vaccine on, on healthy young people who definitely don't need it. They have less than 1% chance of even getting the virus. And then even if you get the virus, they have less than 1% chance 
chance of dying from it. It's not an emergency for people for most people. So don't force everybody to get it. And uh, many doctors and experts and scientists are saying that vaccinated people are becoming incubators for variants of the virus. They're becoming incubators. In other words, they're becoming the super spreaders of something even worse. And and, uh, and also it's it's killing their own immunity system. So they're becoming vulnerable to other things. It's almost like it's almost like turning vaccinated people into AIDS victims. HIV, you know what I mean? Where their immunity is compromised. And go ahead. Well, I just wanted to mention that uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay put out a statement saying um, that he would not be getting the vaccine. And he thinks that this is a, a strong push by the government to force any of the athletes out there to get these vaccines. He wasn't just talking about football players, talking about military, anybody inside uh, uh, these hospitals, these first responders. And then you get Terry Bradshaw, who's former quarterback of the Steelers. And I'm saying this in case anybody out there doesn't know these names. Terry Bradshaw has been doing um, commentary with the NFL for a very long time. I always liked him. He always seemed like he was a conservative, seemed like a good guy, you know, his real down-home guy. And he comes out and he starts blasting Aaron Rodgers uh, for for standing up against these vaccine mandates. And he starts going through these the same old uh, the same crap and numbers that Dr. Fauci gives you. And he's not really sure. But, you know, and Terry Bradshaw standing up there giving you these numbers. I'm like, I don't want to get any of this information from a former quarterback. What the hell does he know? <laughs> would I trust him more than Aaron Rodgers? He's got brain, he's got brain damage from playing football. He does. Aaron Rodgers, you know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, very brilliant guy from what I know of him. I mean, listen, you can't shame everybody. And, and they did. They tried to make it so uh, the, the fans and the players all turned on Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? I'm starting to realize this is going in a good way because nobody turned on Aaron Rodgers. Most people that are a fan of his or fan of the Packers or are fans in the NFL said, well, no, it's his right to say that I don't want to get this vaccine. And and who the hell is Terry Bradshaw to tell him that he does? Yeah, now they're saying that if you don't get the booster shots every six months, yeah. you don't even, you're not even considered vaccinated anymore. So the whole thing is a, a big scam. Get that? I saw that last night. That's really disturbing. They's like, not only are they moving the goalposts, it's just, uh, it, it, they're actively never ending. attacking us. Yes, it's never ending. Listen, we're going to come back. We've got Mark Sutherland on the line. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom on Deck. News Now and Stimulating Talk. And of course, one of our great longtime guests from across the pond is political analyst, filmmaker, Mr. Mark Sutherland. Mark, 
we're starting to see the idea of making concentration camps. Now, people might out, uh, out there roll their eyes and say this isn't coming. This has to do with, obviously, the vaccines, who's getting them, who's not. I see more of a ramped-up movement across the pond with all this right now. Can you kind of explain where your thinking is heading with all this uh, innuendo and, and rumor of maybe possibly arrests coming from people that aren't getting the vaccine? Absolutely. Well, let, let's turn the rumors into facts. Mm -hmm. um, within, you know, over the last week, Austria then has turned round, and I repeat, Austria, the place where Hitler, the country that Hitler was born, um, Austria has turned round and said, if you have not had a vaccination, then you will be locked in your home. You will only about be allowed out for a few purposes. One of them at the moment is going in regard to buying food. What is shocking is the way when you visit a certain place in, in Austria, the attitude that comes out where people are coming along with this. Well, yes, yes, we must lock these people up because they perceive the fact that there is a very low take up of this um, mRNA uh, gene therapy juice. And I deliberately say that because if you chat to the medical fraternity who are awake and the experts, these are not vaccines in the way that we have previously understood them to be. In other words, you are given a small element of the disease that you wish to then be vaccinated against and then your body then builds antibodies up to resist that. It, it creates a memory in that regard. This is not about that. This is about, as far as I'm concerned, depopulation. But going back to what you were saying, this is true. This is happening. Lockdown, we look at that. We then look at what has been, this is, that's within Europe. We then look at what's been going on down under as we say in Australia, you are more than aware of what's been going on with the uh, protests in Victoria, Melbourne, in Victoria, et cetera, et cetera. This is real. And also there, there has been camps. There has been camps that have been, camp that has been set up. And also within the last week where they have been going into the Northern Territories, into Aboriginal homelands and being separating and forced, and forced vaccination of ab Aboriginal people, oh my of God. native tribal people. That is what is going on. And, okay? those, and those folks, when we talk about the Aboriginals, of course, they are from um, their own belief and religion, and, and they're the original people in Australia. This is disgusting. Um, it, uh, absolutely. Where are we absolutely. getting? I mean, I want to know. Can we get these numbers? Can we get uh, some facts on all of this from just for myself? I I know they're facts, but why is it that we can't find this anywhere? Because the bottom line is, is that the the big farmer has bought the press. Yeah. If you then take your own country, 
and a particular news channel. And then if you look at how many adverts are going forward by pharmaceutical companies, then you begin to work out, and I'm not naming any channels, but people do their own investigation. Mm -hmm. Then you begin to work out who has bought and paid. Over here, if you if we, we then find out, you know, that Gates has given money to to the BBC, etc. So Bill Gates, the Bill Gates Foundation. So we have to add all of this up. This this is uh, this is real. Now you're right. Where can we find the information from? Well, in regard to what we've just talked about, there is there was a um, an interview that uh, that was done by some Aboriginal elders that were calling things out about this. I'll try and find that and forward that to you. Of course, this is not going to hit certain right mainstream press over right. there because everywhere it is owned like if you come back to the uk at the moment the fact that they are trying to force nurses doctors frontline workers as they perceive within the national health service to have mandatory vaccinations then no one is talking about the science and that people it's just been revealed in another interview i will get to you this whole thing of when um heart problems are happening within young people the amount of football stars, et cetera, et cetera, and sports people around the world that have had, you know, the jab, they've had the booster, and then they're basically having strokes, heart attacks, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, yes. A doctor has come out over there and said that there is a link between that and what's going on. But going back to what was what we were saying, suddenly, as I have talked about with you in the past, in regard, and we're, this is not a stretch, in regard to the Third Reich, Nazis, eugenics, the fact that all the experimentations on the Jewish people by Mengele were paid for by IG Fairbairn, the big pharmaceutical conglomerate headed by um, people like Karl Duisberg of, of Bayer at that time, who, who then became the industrial power base behind Hitler. And they paid for all these experiments. It's exactly the same spirit, except this time, Klaus Schwab, et al., and all the boys who regularly go to Davos are now doing this across the world. So every single variant, it's coming from the vaccines. That is what is happening. Oh, we're blaming it as the Delta vaccine, or now it's the Botswana vaccine. The narrative, I believe that they are losing in regard to keeping their crap together in regard to this narrative because suddenly on channels over here like gb news they are talking about some of this even though that maybe the presenters and all the rest might have had the gene therapy juice the fact that none of this is explained and under the nuremberg code no one has the right to pin someone else down and put something into their body no. unless that's been fully explained to them and they have signed in regard to consent and suddenly in australia everyone thinks that we're making this up but because i believe you know a number of a few years ago all the guns were taken away chet we yes. worked that one out yep and we believe because it's so far you know down south so to speak we also have of course china in the background constantly with all of this in regard to the countries that it's owned and what it's actually 
pushing and what it's threatening, all of this across the whole world. This is a bioweapon, period. And the whole agenda is depopulation. The whole agenda has been to mist completely fabricate the truth because you do not have a situation where you force vaccine or you have mandatory vaccines or you have vaccination passports. And this is what they are softly, softly, and then hardball maybe trying in regard to Europe and that will go all the way around Europe. This yeah, is this is this is a glo- this is a global movement, and we know that as the uh, yes. agenda twenty thirty. And people can look yep. that up too. You know, the reason I asked you was because you know I want people to know that you have to look for yourself. You can't rely right. on the big media right. sources or even the conservative sources like Breitbart no, and Town Hall and and Newsmax. Yeah. I haven't seen anything there too, so they're playing the same game. Well, well, we have to. We've said this. We have to come to the conclusion. Is a bit like people saying that January the sixth was an insurrection. No, it wasn't. And as soon as people say like that, they're done. That we have to go. All I can urge people, as we kindly finish now, is to go and do the research yourself. As the Bible says, be like a Berean. You have full responsibility to do that. The problem is when we do, we get called conspiracy theorists. But unfortunately, every one of those has come true. And I think that some of the people are waking up, though, Mark. A lot more people are yes, waking they, up. They are. They are. Aside from they the media, are. and we'll we'll decide that on later. Listen, I'm glad your first Saturday with us. Next time when we get you on, we're going to give you more time. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this a lot more, and there's a, a lot more to look into. Let everybody know where they go and check you out, Mark. You can check me out on MarkSutherland.org. Uh, go on my website, um, Between Lambs and Lions on YouTube. Please look up my film. The Iris Echo on my website as well, but that's where you can find me. One of our Thank absolute much, favorites. Jim. Mark, uh, stay with it. Godspeed. We enjoy everything that you do. Keep working hard. Uh, you're one of the truth, truth seekers over there for sure. Thank you, my brother. God bless you, brother. Everybody, that was the one and only Mark Sutherland, always giving you a unique outlook from across the pond, and he's he's right. Look into this stuff, and uh, we'll try posting some of it up to freedomondeck.com and also any of our social media sites where they won't rip it down. Anyway, come back. A lot more show to go here on FOD. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. As I wanted to mention, we're not having Larry Clayman on. I think I may have advertised that. That's the reason I'm saying that on Facebook. But he will be he will be on next week. So he's coming on, folks. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite guys. Really personable and also a wealth of knowledge for you uh, here on FOD. All right, so I wanted to talk about this story, not so much because of the criminal uh, being given example here in the Washington Free Beacon, but what is happening in this country with the left restructuring our laws and restructuring our policing and who they're releasing out on the streets, just like when we talked about that black Muslim supremacist in the first topic 
I wanted to talk about this a little bit too. After a registered sex offender, this is from the Free Beacon, by the way. After a registered sex offender was arrested twice in three days on felony charges in Northern Virginia, local leaders are wondering what it takes to land a criminal behind bars when lenient prosecutors backed by George Soros are administering justice. The serial CVS bandit, Kareem Clayton, 44, has a seedy criminal history ranging from menacing a CVS employee with a knife to leading police on a high-speed chase on a major regional, regional bridge. And Fairfax County Prosecutor Steve Descano of Arlington County and Parisa Dighani Tafty, who cruised to victory with six-figure donations from Soros, have brought charges against Clayton at least a dozen times between them, only to abandon their cases or plead him out on party misdemeanors with almost no jail time. Radical leftist prosecutors like Steve Descano and Parish Lady Defiti do not represent the public or criminal victims, said Senator Kennedy, president of Virginians for Safe Communities. Their allegiance lie with criminal defendants first, last, and always. Uh, looking through this guy's extensive record, I mean, and he's had dozens of arrests, including uh, rape, and um, it, it really is, it's sick to see that the left not only, uh, you know, creates these laws and creates these new, uh, th- and moves the goalposts so much to get these guys off the hook. In, in this case, with somebody that raped and uh, also, you know, he was violent. He had some uh, some violence in his past. He had some some violent acts that he was prosecuted for. They were actively seeking to get him out. I mean, this is this is just almost insane, CV. It's hard to see something like this transpiring, and there's not a bigger pushback uh, in any of the media outlets or any of the uh, talk radio shows with these these criminals. And this is just one example. This is happening all over the place, and that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> and the quest the question becomes why do lefties like Soros and his organizations and the people who fund his organizations, because believe me, all this money is not coming just from Soros alone. Right. I mean, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, oh, yeah. has about six times the wealth of Soros. Oh, yeah. And he and he and he pretends like he only gives uh, uh, support to soup kitchens right. uh, once in a once in a while. Bull crap. And anyway, why do they support? prosecutors who give deference to criminals but not victims it's a leftist mentality it's it's a it's a way to they think it's it brings equality because the because the society is lopsided to favor the bourgeoisie the working class the middle class they always you know all leftist politicians always say oh uh, my policies help the middle class that's a bold-faced lie they hate the middle class of course they, they want they they want to bring the middle class down to the lower class and uh the lower class never gains anything in fact the lower class become even lower because if it wasn't for the middle class the the lower class wouldn't have anything to eat at all or or nowhere to work and anyway 
And, and then these these prosecutors like Steve Descano and Parissa Degani Tafti, whatever yeah, I, had name a, is. I had a tough time with that too. <laughs> All these names. Uh, they they cruise to victory with donations of millions of dollars from Soros and his organizations. Why? Here's another question: Why are where are the campaign financing laws? You know, Trump was being prosecuted in New York for paying a non-disclosure agreement to a prostitute, and they accused him of campaign finance uh, crimes. Right. But Soros and his organizations funnel millions, maybe billions, into campaigns regularly and illegally, and no one bats an eye. No. And another example of the media's dishonesty right now is bringing Roger Stone and Alex Jones on the stand for their involvement in the January 6th, this is what they call it, I do not, I call it a protest, they call it a riot on January 6th. And, you know, it, it's, it's unbelievable to me that they're concentrating on Alex Jones and Roger Stone when we just found out that there's actually over a thousand Americans still in Afghanistan right now that are going to be assassinated. And it's true. If anybody wants to know those uh, those names and those numbers, I'm more than happy to share it with you. Is it, they're more worried about uh, making Trump look bad again in order to try to sabotage his run in 2024 instead of the good men and women in Afghanistan that right now are uh, running for their lives or they're being protected and being hidden away by some of the good people in Afghanistan. And there are. There are good people that are out there and, and trying to protect these folks. It is happening, but the by and large, right now with the Taliban, and um, I, I'll tell you, you know, they were talking to one of the military generals that has overseen a lot of runs from the Bush administration and also with uh, Obama and then with Trump, and he's still there under this dirtbag too. And, um, you know, he's saying... Listen, you know, we have to get control of this or we're going to lose everyone. Because right now what he has been saying he's seeing is there are people joining ISIS in order to stay, uh, to be actually in order to be protected from out from Al Qaeda, the Taliban. That's what they're doing now. And this is how things get radicalized. This is how vacuums happen when they say vacuums are happening. This is what you're seeing right now that's uh, transpiring over in in Afghanistan. And, and, you know, I hear all the liberals, oh, well, why doesn't Trump just release his information on the January 6th? What information does he have that is so concerning to you people? The reason they're not going to release it is because it's ridiculous to ask for that. Now, it wasn't yeah. something that, you know, was so awful that we have to figure out why did this happen? Because it was all insurgents that went into that building anyway. There's no counter-protest that day. Name me another time, CV, when there was a big political movement, whether it was on the right or left, where there wasn't a counter-protest. I know. And getting back to this. Mean, like and what I mean by that is the counter-protest, they were hiding themselves. They were, pretend they were pretending to be Trump supporters. The... Leftist ideology is so upside down and backwards, it makes no sense. They they are turning criminals back out onto the street with no bail at all in Manhattan and elsewhere. 
so that they can create a, a criminal element to punish the middle class and and uh, conservative voters. That's what they are. They are they're they're releasing the criminals because the criminals are the leftist brown shirts. And meanwhile, they're kicking the doors down of parents who are concerned about their children in school and and dare to confront the school boards about this uh, this this race theory thing and uh, CRT. What's it called? Critical and, race theory. And, they're kicking the doors down with battering rams and dragging people out in the middle of the night who are just concerned parents who have no record at all. They have a clean record. Law-abiding citizens. And meanwhile, they're turning criminals out onto the street. This is preposterous. Crim- crim- I mean, crim- and then you got like, oh, go ahead. We got to go. Uh, we got uh, uh, two more topics coming up, but we got to end it now. 94.9 News Now. It's better by you, better than me. on deck two topics to go for you here and obviously a very good show unfortunately missing one of the guests one of the guests coming by larry clayman he will be on next week so big national guest next week for us and also um wanted to give a little credit on the go-kart which was called the maga carta lee elsie and many of the personalities on 94.9 and some of our guests, too, went against each other in a go-kart track. They raised over $20,000 uh, for charity that night, and it was a great coming out on Wednesday, the night before Thanksgiving, is the MAGA Carta uh, go-kart race. MAGA. See, the MAGA. The MAGA Carta, okay? All right, so um, we're going to get into this story because I think it's important. We're talking about COVID again. I know we don't like doing it too much, but they're ratcheting it up, so we have to have to kind of shed some light on it again here. A Chicago-area judge saved a grandfather's life with a single question that exposes hospitals blocking doctors from using a safe FDA-approved drug. So Sung Nung, I, I can't pronounce his last name because it's just NG. I don't. I think it's Ning. I think it's Ning or something. All right. It's so Sung Ning, a retired contractor from Hong Kong, traveled to Illinois to celebrate his only granddaughter's first birthday. He got COVID and was near death in Chicago at the hospital. All other pain, options were exhausted, but the hospital refused to give Mr. Ning a generic FDA-approved drug with an extraordinary safety record that a doctor believed could save his life. Finally, a judge asked the right questions about inver... How do you pronounce this? Iver- Ivermectin. Ivermectin. I'm sorry. I don't want to say it wrong. I know this has been right. a... They've been talking about this in... Uh, in it's early. We're, we're recording early. Little rounds. <laughs> What's the downside? Put another way, if a man's dying in COVID in an ICU and... All else has been tried. Why not order the hospital to give a safe last-ditch drug? That coming from the judge in this case. On each argument, DuPage County Circuit Court Judge Paul Fullerton 
firmly disagreed on not giving the drug. I can't think of a more extraordinary situation. We are talking about a man's life, he said in November 5th, decision that is a model of rational decision-making in an irrational era. I'm not forcing this hospital to do anything other than to step aside, he continued, in a Zoom hearing conducted. I am just asking, or not asking, I am ordering through the court's power to allow Dr. Bain to have the emergency privileges and administer this medicine. The hospital ultimately stepped aside. Dr. Alan Bain, an internist administration, he administered a five-day course of 24 milligrams of ivermectin from November 8th through November 12th. And now Mr. Ning, who, who with his wife Ying had come from Hong Kong to celebrate their granddaughter's birthday, was able to breathe without a ventilator. So yep. here's a great example, CV. And they've done this before with other drugs, by the way, of the, the, uh, the truth of the matter is, is what, this elderly man from Hong Kong went through um, could have been stopped far earlier. Thank, thank God the judge got in the way and said, hey, listen, let them try. It's a last-ditch effort. What's it going to hurt? And it didn't hurt. He's okay. He, you know, now he's alive. He's not dead. I mean, that's the, uh, you got two different options there. This is just sickening. And, you know, a lot of this has to do with them forcing these vaccines and the other side of it is just big pharma trying to make money because this uh, drug that they're using right now is cheap again. Yeah. It's, a, it's always the same thing. These blind, these blind followers, they uh, don't think for themselves. These collective uh, mentality and, and the thought police behind them is a very scary predicament, especially when you're talking about healthcare. Yeah. And they politicize science, which shows that we're in a dark age. And and, and the, the hospital's like, you're trying to force uh, the issue with the hospital. And this is an extraordinary judicial overreach. And the judge is like, well, what's, what's more extraordinary than trying to save a man's life? And, and like, but it could have side effects. I'm like, what are the the judges like? What are the side effects? Well, you could have dizziness and nausea. He's dying. He's on a ventilator. What do you mean? You don't want to make him dizzy, right? And then, and then, uh, and then, like you're trying to force us to do something, and like we're, the judge is like, I'm not trying to force you. I'm just trying to get you to get out of the way, right? Nobody's forcing you to do anything. Just stop forcing yourself to block this man from getting a a, a, a medication which is FDA approved. And give and this, used, give this man right. and his family the option to do what they want to do in order to try to save him. I mean, it's simple right. as and that. This, and this was not the only case. This was this was on the heels of another case, which gave the lawyer the the uh, the gumption to to, to uh, try to bring this to court because this hospital is actively killing people. And why 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 is it because they're trying to help the Food and Drug Administration or the 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 uh, the, the uh, there's a lot of different reasons, and one of it the drug, the drug, the drug companies, and oh yeah, or they're trying to boost the 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 COVID numbers. Oh yeah, that's crazy. That too, and they want to be able to tell you, well, he died, but now that they show you that this medicine worked, they have to say, well, we uh, we we let him try that uh, that medicine, and it actually saved his life, 
And I, I can guarantee you this story is not anywhere on CNN or MSNBC or, or ABC, CBS, or any of the Chinese-owned media outlets out there. I'm sure they're keeping this hush-hush and closed. This guy right now is alive. They thought yeah. he they said he was going to die. The hospital themselves said this looks like a losing battle. And once the judge stepped in and said, "Let them try. He's going to die anyway. If he doesn't if it doesn't work, it's no more that he's you already said he's going to die. So what is the problem with trying something here? Especially when the family says we want to try it and you say, "Well, he's going to die, but we can't let you try cuz he's going to get dizzy." It's the stupidest yeah. thing I've ever heard. These people, they're just so damn evil sometimes. That's all it is. Yeah, and one of the hospital administrators actually told the daughter of uh, of Mr. Ning that she should uh, let him die naturally. Oh, come I on. I mean, what, what, what are they? Dr. Kevorkian over there? Exactly. And, uh, exactly. And ivermectin is is generally more effective when it's when it's in the early stages of COVID. Yeah. But this was used in the later stages when his lungs, he was on a ventilator, his lungs were like locking up and yep. getting like fi- fibrosis. Yep. And they gave him ivermectin, and it and it reversed his effects. So that's pretty remarkable right there. And so think about how many thousands, if not millions, of people could have been saved by receiving some ivermectin. But because because every because science and health has to be politicized, they just let people die. They do let pe- people die. These are the same people that didn't tell Governor Cuomo to use the hospitals supplied by the Trump administration, uh, that which they could have saved thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. And yes, I do mean that because fitted to 17,000 that they could have treated in the floating hospital, which was docked off Manhattan by Donald J. Trump, and also the Javits Center, which was designated by the Trump administration to deal with COVID cases. And they, they were well prepared. They had all, all they needed in form of uh, medicines, in form of staff, in form of availability, in form of beds, all these things that, that the president... Our pre- he's still our president, but um, if you don't want to call him that, that's that's your problem. But my yep. president, who tried to save lives, was poo-pooed, and unfortunately, the floating hospital only saw 72 people. It was suited to see over 7,000 or more, actually. I think it was like— No, they were just putting— they were just putting patients in there who had a twisted ankle and things right. because there, were, there wasn't even enough COVID patients— to even entertain the prospect of of needing this boat or the Javits Center yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. You point they were just they, they were making they were fabricating a crisis that wasn't in existence simply to take out a duly elected president and force in somebody else via the steel. And let me tell you, the big lie is that Biden is president because he's not my president. He's not my president either. Uh, but my point is that. Every time we supply them with a different avenue to go down as far as treat, they don't take it because they it's all political. So that's exactly what happened here. The, the man is alive right now, I'm sure. I hope to see him doing the rounds. I'm hoping to see him on OAN and Newsmax and some of the other uh, uh, right-wing news sources. That would be great to see, but I sometimes I highly doubt it. Listen... 
Wait, 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 real quick, real, real quick. Let me just say this. Got to be thing. real quick. Uh, <laughs> this hospital was not the exception; it was the rule. All right, got one more topic to go here on FOD. Don't go On deck. Glad to have you here with us. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Brian will be back next week. Uh, once again, I say uh, I apologize. It was uh, my screw-up that kept Brian at home. And uh, then he had to go on a hunting trip, and it kind of got all screwed up. And that's what happens on radio. Radio is a very funny thing sometimes. Uh, but it's the best form of communication in the media, in my Humble opinion, it's uh, where I like to go to get solace from the crazy world of this Biden administration. All right, CV, so we're talking about energy and the crisis under the Biden administration and what they've created with the Keystone Pipeline shutdown. So many other horrible acts that these this man has committed that is crippling our economy at a steady, steady rate. So the Biden administration is releasing 50 million barrels of oil from the nation's strategic petroleum reserve to lower gas prices because they say we cannot be vulnerable to volatile energy supplies. And there's a lot more to the story. Not all those barrels are going to the U.S. consumers. (laughs) A total of 18 million are expected to be sold to China and India, according to Fox Business. This is on the Western Journal in case you want to go look at it, folks. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm indicated Tuesday that the congressionally approved sale of those 18 million barrels will help drive down U.S. oil prices, presumably by offsetting international oil shortage. OPEC nations like Saudi Arabia and Russia have refused to loosen up oil supplies, which drives up the prices other nations are tapping. Their oil reserves, including China, The U.K., Japan, India, South Korea, Fox Business also reported. Secondly, according to the Grand Ohm, a volatile energy supply does not mean we should simply reduce our dependence on nations of questionable loyalty like those in the OPEC cartel, said Joe Biden's energy conglomerate. Listen, all right, here's here's one thing that I want you guys to keep in mind here. Uh, part part of that is partially true. The world oil, um, whether you want to call it the industry or the supply chain, does dictate where our gas prices are at. But the if anybody thinks that 18 million barrels given to China and India is somehow going to affect our prices, you're absolutely insane. First of all, and, and I'm, I did do this story in order to give the numbers out. It's not, that's not a high number, okay? But it doesn't mean that they should be giving it away. And it also doesn't mean that it's going to help us out. I don't see this any more than a payoff sort of CV from the Biden administration. They're always trying to pat the rear end of China. And the sad part about this whole thing is this all could have been prevented if we had just kept the Keystone Pipeline going as it was when Donald J. Trump was in office and uh, before this scumbag shut everything down. 
there's nobody else to blame on this uh, energy crisis that we're dealing with right now besides the Biden administration. Biden's a puppet, I get it. It's coming from Obama. But there's nobody else to blame by the people creating these horrible, horrible policies that are only importing, uh, that's only affording our rivals a cushion. This gives us nothing. I mean, and it just, it absolutely racks my brain yeah. because the 18 million going to them and we say that the rest is coming to us. How, do, how am I supposed to believe that? How do I not know that that's going to Saudi Arabia somewhere else or, or maybe down the line given to China after the fact? I don't. CV doesn't. The listeners don't. Uh, anybody out there can make an assumption that the Biden administration and their war on energy in order to cripple the country is, is moving along quite steadily, CV. Yeah, and Trump released a statement, and I have to paraphrase because go ahead. Uh, I don't have it written in front of me, but he was saying that every administration that came before him from recent memory, they never uh, put enough oil in the, res- in the oil reserves. Right. They always had like just a, a tiny fraction of the amount that it could hold, and he filled it up to the top. And and, it, and he says, and then Biden is going in there and raiding it. Yeah. Uh, and it's supposed to be reserved for emergencies like a war or something, not not because the uh, Biden's policies were to make us energy dependent. Right. When he when Trump had us energy independent, and and this all shows how the leftists have EDS. Energy derangement syndrome, <laughs> where they think they think uh, fossil fuels are so bad, we're we're running we're we're first of all we're running out of fossil fuels, but even if we had fossil fuels, it's it's dangerous to the environment and it's causing global warming and ba ba ba, and so we have to have solar power and we have to have electric cars and we have to have wind turbines which kill all the birds, and and none of those things provide enough energy at all. And, and, and the batteries that they make for these cars actually consume a lot of fossil fuels just to make these things. And same thing with the uh, solar panels. It, it takes a lot of fossil fuels to make that much plastic, all right? Because plastic comes from fossil fuels. And, it, and it's not cheap. It's, for, it's not it, cheap it's, at all. It, it's not cheap, you know? And, and the, the fact of the matter is we're not anywhere close to being able to implement those things anyway because— you know, the fact, you know, we talk and you talk about those wind turbines, not only they kill uh, the birds, but Lee Elsie had a guest on, I think it was a few years back, because they want to put these wind turbines in the Long Island Sound on uh, Connecticut's side. She said that it kills sea life because of the vibration and because of the working on that they do inside of it. Those things don't run by air. You don't think they have oil inside of them and all these moving parts? Of course they do. So the vibration, she said, actually kills more wildlife than anything else, especially when they're sticking them in the water, which is, uh, you know, by and large, if you're putting any of these things on the coast, they're sticking them in the water. That's where they're putting them. And it's just not realistic. But, But all that put aside, all that put aside, the American people that voted this guy in or attempted to vote this guy in, even though I know it was the globalists who inserted him into place because, yeah. because Donald Trump won. But he aside, didn't have name. Go ahead. 
But besides that, just the Democrats that support this guy. How the hell can anyone support this guy right now? I don't I don't see it. I mean, are they not feeling this price gouge everywhere? Everything is up, CV. Everything is yes. up. Our supply chain is short down. It's sitting, you know, it's sitting in the in the sea. Our supply chain is just uh, st- stranded. It's put on pause, and we're still feeling the bite. And once again, it's it's to hurt the middle class. Yeah, it's to hurt the middle class, and they love it. They love the uh, they love the economy to plummet, and and uh, they love to for their for the middle class to disappear and become the poor. They just want they want two they want two classes: the ruling class and the ruled. Right. And uh, I have good news though. There, I'm all for fission power, which is standard nuclear power a lot of the the lefties that they're they're afraid because they they think it's uh that uh what do you call it toxic but they have with new technology they've uh they've made it a lot safer but there's something else coming down the pike which will be here in a few years it's called fusion energy it's like the power of the sun and it'll provide free almost free and clean energy forever, and it's gonna it, it's gonna create a renaissance, the likes of which you cannot even imagine, with creativity and invention, things and space travel too will become a lot faster. You'll see. Not if we have this guy in office. No, it's gonna be under <laughs> Trump. It's actually this is gonna happen under Trump, and it's gonna make him look really great in history. I hope so. We need to, We need a break, and the American people need a break. We all need a break once in a while. I appreciate uh, all the solid information there, too, CV. I'll take a look into that, and then hopefully, you know, the, you know, the supply chain is not here right now because of this administration, and this is why you're feeling all this. You, you go to the grocery store. You go to the gas station. You go to the hardware store. You go here. You go there. Everything's up in price. Nothing is cheaper. Yep. And um, and this administration doesn't take credit for the mishap that they've done in handling. Well, it's not a mishap. It's by purpose. I'm trying to get away yeah. from saying that kind of stuff. They are creating the problem, and we have to yeah. change it, and we have to change it for the American people, the middle class, and for our future, our children. All right? Listen, thanks, everybody. We appreciate you being here with us on this Saturday. Brian will be back with us next week in the same Freedom Time, same Freedom Channel. This is Freedom on Deck. God bless America.